You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to System Check, a weekly AEW analytics show. I am your host, Ryan Knightsey. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this week's episode of System Check. As always, of course, those day ones, I gotta shout you out. I love you for being here since the beginning. Uh, Now, it's been a big week in the records and ranking universe of AEW of all elite wrestling. Uh, uh, some big changes, and maybe not big changes, but big things that have happened uh, recently, of course, has been that All Elite Wrestling has officially released the official records of each individual superstar. Sorry, not superstar. What is this, WWE? Of each individual wrestler uh, in their promotion. If you go to alleliterestling.com, go to that roster page, you can see... The singles, the tags, the trios, the overall records for each wrestler in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Side note, I believe, uh, let me double check real quick while I'm recording this. God, what a a professional you are, Ryan. But uh, last time I checked, there was one mistake (laughs) when it came to these records, uh, and it was in regards to Darby Allin. It said he had a tag loss. Really, he had a trios loss. Uh, that happened that took place at Fight for the Fallen, uh, where he uh, actually ate the pin against uh, Sean Spears. Um, so that was, uh, last time I checked, that was incorrect. So I just want to double check to make sure that is the case. But other than that, there is also uh, one of the big news that happened in the record universe. That would be Cody saying in an interview that he, that he believes by time full gear, is up and running, so like three weeks from now. Uh, oh, they have updated it. Darby Allen is now correct at 0-1 and one Trios record. Good job, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, uh, Cody, he said in the interview that uh, All Elite Wrestling, uh, probably before Full Gear, sometime before Full Gear, he All Elite Wrestling, he believes, will be releasing a top five you know, of their roster. Uh, I presume maybe a singles tag team and women's divisions top five. Uh, not like an overall roster. You know, I feel like that would be sort of unfair to a certain extent. I want to make sure these divisions are defined. Uh, but they could do an overall top-down. Who knows? Uh, but alas, uh, the Cody said that he's going to release a top five. He also keeps saying in reference to that he wants it to be a lot, lo- the rankings to be a lot like college football. And he keeps saying that. Um, and the, the big, I guess, maybe thing when it comes to college football uh, of how the rankings work, uh, to explain that to a certain extent, uh, as to I understand it, is that uh, it's ballots. Uh, it's essentially ballots go out to people. They vote on who is ranked week to week, uh, which teams are ranked week, week to week, because obviously a, a win over this person means so much. Um, but if that's the case, if it's ballots, then that could be in some way subjective. Um, how how we've been handling, handling things here uh, with Ocelot, it takes the subjectivity out of it. It's just you win, you go up. If you lose, you go down. If you draw, you may go up or lose. Who knows? Um, 
So it, by having ballot system, it would be more subjective. Now, it could be interesting, uh, but at the same time, you could have people uh, like, let's say, oh, I'm a big fan of Adam Page, but, you know, he's in the middle of, the, or I'm a big fan of, here's a better example. I'm a big fan of Kenny Omega, but he's, like, really in the middle of the roster right now. You know, he's not, he's not top tier he's not a top tier wrestler looking at the list right now he is number seven out of 21 people he's actually climbed a bit as of late but uh he he's not he's not top tier is he's not top five he's certainly not gonna be top five especially if they do all combining uh but cody me keep mentioning keeps mentioning sorry oh my god i'm just so excited to talk about it cody keeps mentioning um the college football system and that of course is a ballot so whether they go that way is one direction, whether they go sort of like an ocelot way will go that way. Of course, that's a top five. It might not, they might not ever release a full ranked system. Uh, they could just stick with a top five forever. And all we know is that top five. So who knows? Uh, obviously this show will adjust the way we can if possible. Uh, but at the same time, ocelot can give us that full ranking list if that's not the case. But I do want to throw my hat in, Cody. Uh, if All Elite Wrestling is listening, if Cody, my fellow Georgian, is listening, uh, Cody, uh, send me a ballot. <laughs> I'll make sure to put in the correct top five according to Ocelot, baby. Uh, I'm I'm kidding, but also I'm not kidding. Send me a ballot. I don't. You need want like media people? Send send the ballot over to your boys' system check. Anyways, let's get on to the show. Uh, you know, quick refresher. We're of course doing an ocelot ranking system. I've talked about it to death before, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, but just sort of ways to measure uh, the quality of victories, uh, not just the records themselves. So as we head into Pittsburgh, or as they want to know it, Britsburg, Pennsylvania, for episode four of AEW Dynamite, let us start talking and going through each individual matchup in. Pittsburgh. Let's get to it. First up is Private Party, ranked number six out of 11, versus Lucha Bros, who ranked number two out of 11. And now this is a tough one, right? Um, Private Party, you know, they're not, you know, they're top, not top dogs, unlike Lucha Bros, who are. Private Party are middle of the pack right now. And, however, they got a huge, 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 huge upset victory over the Young Bucks. To put it in perspective, Young Bucks, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, were number two in the tag team division. That loss against Private Party dropped them down to number five. Private Party is number six, so they're still below the Young Bucks. Despite beating them, really that goes to show like how much of a, a, a huge win it was for Private Party. I mean, they're still not above them; but it's just they're still climbing up those ladders, and they can climb up that ladder further by defeating the Lucha Bros. Now, can they do it? Private Party, of course, are two and one in tag team action, while Lucha Bros are three and one. Private Party are on a one loss streak, while Lucha Bros are on a four win streak. Lucha Bros are hot as hell right now while Private Party got a loss on AEW Dark. There's also the aspect that uh, Lucha Bros finisher, that uh, uh, pile driver double stop combo, 100% effective, and every time they've used it. Gin and Juice from Private Party, 50% effective. 
Now, they sort of also have a secondary fi- finisher with uh, Mark Queen's Shooting Star Press, but that's not sort of a tag team finisher. So it's, you know, it's sort of an interesting dynamic there. When it comes to tags, Private Party make more tags per match on average, 3.33. Well, Lucha Bros make about 2.75. It's a small disparity, but they're all around three tags each as a tag team division. It's tough, right? Uh, it, right now, Lucha Bros are incredibly hot, but Private Party are coming off of a huge upset victory. But even late, uh, even sooner, I guess, they came off of a loss against the Young Bucks and the Brotherhood on AEW Dark. You know, they didn't take the pin. Shima did. But a loss is still a loss. So it's a tough one. This is a tough one here to pick one. Um, but I got some additional data. Uh, from our friend at Pro Wrestling Musings, that's at PW Musings. Big shout out, big ups to him over there. Uh, he has he's been compiling Pro Wrestling Musings has been compiling additional stats during this tag team tournament, and I greatly appreciate that. So basically, looking at, looking at the stats, I'm not going to run down all the numbers and everything. Um, you know, maybe if we get all the way to the tournament, we'll have some sort of. Uh, you know, actual maybe like averages we can sort of glean from. But all you need to know from that is Private Party compared to Lucha Bros in their two matches during the tag team tournament, Private Party is leading on strikes, pin attempts, and reversals, of course, against the Young Bucks. But the Lucha Bros have been leading on grapples and double team maneuvers. So Private Party, of course, they're, they're leading on reversals is a big thing. Um... You know, leading on reverses, I think, is one of the bigger key stats here and might be the way to get Private Party to win the match. They're they're going to go for those pin attempts constantly. They're going to go for reversals, which is going to be good for them. Strikes, keep wearing down your opponent. Lucha Bros, I've been saying this to, from the beginning, Lucha Bros are more feel like two single stars who are teaming together. They have double team maneuvers, as shown in this stat here, that they do a lot of double team maneuvers, but they don't tag out a lot each other stay in the ring if anything that goes to show the endurance of each individual star pentagon and phoenix but it's a difficult one um they are brothers so they even they even have that connection so they they have the endurance and they have the connection so they definitely can be good it's just as a quote unquote tag team i would argue they're not the best when it comes to the numbers But they're definitely, like, they have the endurance. Each individual guy has the endurance. They don't need to tag out all the time um, when it comes to these matches. Now, can that hurt them in this match? If they're not tagging all the time, if they're getting constantly reversed, constantly striked on, maybe they're going to have to do more tags. Who knows? Um, But besides that, Lucha Bros are an incredible hot streak. Private Party are coming off an incredible upset. Can Private Party continue winning? Personally, I I don't. It's possible. I just can't see it in this situation. I think, you know, the endurance of Lucha Bros, the hot streak that they're on. They're they have a double team maneuver that is a hundred percent effective so far. They have, based on our numbers here, a fifty four percent chance of winning this match already. It's hard to you know take away Lucha Bros's Lucha Bros's Lucha Bros uh p- potential to win here. Now, I do want to say, though, that, of course, if Private Party pick up the victory, you know, let's see, not really saying exactly where they would land, you know, because we have three other tag team matches on this card. 
So looking at these numbers, Lucha Bros would would fall from two to four, while Private Party will rise from six to five. So it it Private Party will surpass the Young Bucks, but they won't be raising up that much when it comes to these wins here. So can they do it? Maybe if they just you know if they if they have the resiliency angle that they keep going for, sure maybe. But the endurance could outweigh them. So my pick personally is going to have to be the Lucha Bros. And they might move on to Charleston, West Virginia, I believe, for the Tag Team Finals. Next up is another tag match. Just want to say we got three tag team matches on this show. A little bit of controversial surrounding that, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the numbers, and that is a match between the losers of the tournament so far. Best Friends ranked number seven versus the Young Bucks ranked number five. The Young Bucks are the favorite right now in this match at 52% chance of winning, of course. Um, the Young Bucks are an exceptional tag team. They have make nine tags on average in all of their matches, while Best Friends make 5.4. Best Friends are on a three-loss streak, two and two in tag team matches. Well, the Young Bucks are also two and two. However, they're on a one-win streak uh, in a four-eight-man tag with the Brotherhood by their side. Before that, before that win, the Young Bucks were were on a three loss streak. So there is something to say to that. Um, so there is this thing of uh, the Young Bucks got a little bit of momentum back on AEW Dark. However, they could maybe still continue spiraling downward in the tag team division. Best friends could maybe rise up a little bit more because they best friends were once one of the best tag teams in this division. But now, with more numbers coming out, best friends have dropped significantly. To number seven, they were once number one back in the day. Back in, back in the day, that's a couple months ago. But of course, can the best friends out wrestle the Young Bucks? It's tough to say. The Young Bucks, like I said, are an incredible tag team. Lots of tags that they're making. The best friends lead have been compared same same person. The best friends are leading on strikes and fouls, according to pro wrestling musings. Shout them out again. I'm using a lot of your data, brother. I love it. Uh, best friends are leading on strikes and feuds, fouls, not feuds, fouls compared to the Young Bucks, but Young Bucks lead in everything else. Uh, grapples, double team maneuvers, reversals, pin attempts, dives, submission times. Um, the list goes on. And best Young Bucks are an exceptional tag team. Can they win here? Uh, I think, yes, personally. I, I think Young Bucks can and probably will win here. Um, unless they still can't get on the same page, unless they're still tumbling down that spiral, unless something else is happening uh, outside of this, as long as they can focus on being a great tag team and not let that upset victory affect them that much last week, Young Bucks can easily pull off the victory. Of course, like we said, there's that X factor. Who knows what could happen? You know, they're, they could... Um, get distracted by merch. <laughs> they could get, you know, they could be upset about private party. They could be upset something about Omega or uh, I guess Omega's good, but Adam Page, you know, there's there's things that could be happening uh, outside of their control. But if they focus, and as long as they focus, they can pull out the victory easily and go back up the rankings where they belong. 
Next up is the third tag match of the night, and that is back in the AEW title tournament, a match between SCU, ranked number four out of 11, versus the big dogs, the 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 bye-bye birdies. (laughs) Took me a while to get that one out. The bye-bye birdies, which is such a bad reference, ranked number one out of 11 in this entire tag team division's The Dark Order. Dark Order, we haven't seen. I don't believe they've been on TV since the beginning. We haven't seen them in a while. But Dark Order are making their debut on TNT tomorrow night. Dark Order, of course, 54% chance of winning this match. They are the favorite. They are 2-0, while SCU are 1-2. and SCU, of course, will most likely be Frankie Kazarian teaming with Scorpio Sky. I imagine Christopher Daniels is probably doing going to be out this entire tournament with that injury. Uh, SCU are on a two-win streak. Dark Order on a three-win streak. They're both looking pretty good. It's looking very well. Then you start looking at some of these numbers, right? Um, SCU make about five tags per average on the matches. Dark Order, 12 and a half. Dark Order more than double SCU's tags per match. That means they keep their opponents constantly in their corner. They constantly swap each other out to keep each other fresh and you know make sure their tag teams are doing it. If, if we're talking the Young Bucks are a great tag team, the Dark Order may be even better. That's a match I would be willing to see, willing to pay money on. Based on Pro Wrestling Musings yet again, of course we don't have Dark Order's numbers yet because they did not yet compete in this tournament. But looking at it, what Dark Order can win, can do to win is if, if they outstrike SCU slash keep their strikes down to a minimum, if they keep SCU's reversals to a minimum, they might have the potential to win. You know, Dark Order have amazing double-team maneuvers, but Best Friends had more double-team maneuvers. I believe they had six double-team maneuvers on SCU, yet SCU, despite doing that, still won the match. So it goes to show. The double team maneuvers that Dark Order may bring may not be enough to put away SCU. So what that means is going to have to be lowering on those reversals, lowering on those strikes, because SCU are an incredibly high-striking team with 18 strikes in their match against the best friends. So yeah, it's a tough one. I think if as long as Dark Order are able to do those things, I think they can win the match. However, I sort of see SCU being able to pull this one out. I think... They they have a streak going. There is this vengeance that they want to redeem Christopher Daniels. It's gonna be a, it's a tall tall order, uh, for lack of a better word. There, I guess it's gonna be a tall order. Dark order can definitely destroy them this match. SCU just need to continue striking them down. Make sure that they don't get a lot of tags in this match. Key point number one: SCU has to make sure Dark Order do not get a lot of tags. Because that is their bread and butter. That is what's gotten them to the dance today. So SCU have that on their plate. It's going to be a tough one. But my pick would be SCU to pick this one out. I think they could do it. I would like to see them do it. I would love to see an SCU versus Lucha Bros. And obviously it feels like we're leading to that in some way. So let's do it. SCU, get that redemption. You know if you beat Dark Order, you got Lucha Bros. You can get the ultimate redemption the following week. So that's all you got to do, SCU all you gotta do so we will scu there and scu in the finals
And finally, we have what will most likely be the main event, Pac taking on John Moxley. John Moxley is ranked number six of 21, while Pac ranked a little bit higher at number four of 21. This match, of course, came about when during their tag match last week, they were seemingly on the same page the entire time until John Moxley pulled out the weapons, which got Pac upset because, of course, he had his streak on the line. He had, he wanted to continue winning. However, John Moxley, the bane of this show, doesn't care about the records, doesn't care about the numbers. He just wants to beat up people, and that's what he did to his partner, Pac, which led to this match. Right now, this match is so evenly down the middle. There is no favorite. Pac is undefeated in singles action, 2-0, with a one-loss streak from that tag match. Mox, same loss streak of one, but he's 1-0 in singles matches so far because he's only had one against Sean Spears. Now, this match is obviously, the, all the data is too early to tell. We don't have a lot of stuff. Pac has a brutalizer that is, for lack of a better word, brutal. Uh, it's putting away opponents very quickly, especially with a falcon arrow, black arrow, whatever he calls it, uh, beforehand preceding the brutalizer. John Moxley, he's not only had one match that's official. Uh, every other match has sort of been, you know, real, you know, unsanctioned against Joey Janela, against, you know, whoever. John Moxley is something to prove. So who's going to... The big topic of conversation on the internet is who's going to win this match, Pac or John Moxley? And you're right. It's a tough call. Uh, I think if I gunned to my head, had to think of an answer, I think it's got to be John Moxley, right? I think John Moxley can pull this out. Um, the And the reason, the only edge I'm going to give to John Moxley is that he just wants to beat up Pac. Well, but even though, I gotta contradict myself immediately because it's like, he doesn't necessarily want to beat up Pac. Pac wants this match, right? John Moxley probably doesn't care about this match, but it's a chance to beat up someone. And that's something, that's something especially in John Moxley's wheelhouse, but it's not beating up Omega. If he gets the win here, you know, of course he gets a more hot streak brewing towards Kenny Omega at full gear, but he's already got the match. This match doesn't, there is no reason for him to win or lose. He's got the match at full gear. It is, would the scenario be if Pac beats John Moxley, would Pac replace John Moxley at full gear? No, that seems weird because it's not for a title. So John Moxley has nothing to lose, nothing from to gain, just another win in his belt if he gets it, but he doesn't care about wins and losses. So that means nothing to him. Pac, this is redemption. Pac needs to work harder. Which of those feelings will work more, be more advantageous to that wrestler? Will Pac's determination and redemption and revenge win out over John Moxley's sort of like inhibition, like nihilism sort of, just not caring, not having a care in the world, but allowing the opportunity to get a person to go beat up a person. It's a tough call. It's really up in the air. Could this end in a time limit draw? That's something we never, ever discuss on this show is could it end in a time limit draw? And that's something the internet has also been sort of talking is that could this end in a draw? Quite possibly. Yes. Uh, I could see it ending in a draw as ending the time limit draw. If it's the main event, however, that means that draw goes to TV time. So 
I don't know. I we haven't yet to see what TV time means because I imagine that means like with a minute left in the broadcast so that they could wrap up the show. So that's certainly possible to go to TV time depending how much time they have. I don't know. I, it, it's a tough call. It's really down the middle for this match, Pac versus John Moxley, but. I got to re-put that gun to my head, re-aim the gun. For, God, this metaphor is insane. John Moxley Pock, make the decision now. I got to, I got to, I'm going to reverse. I hate to do it, folks, but I'm going to reverse my decision. I think Pock could do it. I think Pock could win it. I think, you know, the only edge is that Pock has reasons to win. Well, Moxley, he will just have his skill. Like, he has no, like, real drive, I guess, to win this match. There's no reason for him to want to win this match. Pac has the reason. They're both very equal competitors, but Pac has that reason. Now, if Pac wins, could he maybe get a title shot at full gear? Maybe. Um, you know, we could easily say, like, okay, Pac wins, and then maybe he faces Cody next week. Um, and the winner definitely goes on to full gear. Maybe you could say the same about John Moxley versus Cody, and then they go on to full gear. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's in the cards, but my prediction, if I had to look at the glass ball, would be Puck. He's got the reasoning behind him. He's got the brutalizer. He's got he can fly over the thing, but then take you down to the mat. I gotta give it to Puck. They're both equals, but I'm gonna give this edge to Puck. And that is it, folks. Another show in the books. I got to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of System Check. If you want more, you can always subscribe to the podcast feed of your choice. We would greatly appreciate that. If you like what you heard, leave a review on this feed as well. Uh, Five stars or more. Uh, That's all we'll accept in this promotion, (laughs) weirdly enough. Uh, we 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 would love for more people to hear about it. We have, hopefully... At the time of this recording, uh, ideally, potentially, a great guest next week, uh, assuming I can just finalize his details. But so, I, but I don't want to reveal anything too much because I just want to put the teaser out. But unless it doesn't, you know, unless it falls through, I don't want to ruin it or anything. But we have potentially a great guest next week that I'm excited to bring on. Um, so hopefully, I would definitely say stay tuned for that. If you want more wrestling talk, you can also please follow our brand at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter. We would greatly appreciate that for all of my takes, my co-host from Hit the Books' Mikey's takes. And yeah, while I'm talking about it, go listen to Hit the Books as well. That's our separate show, our second, first, I mean, our primary show, I guess you could say, on this brand, Hit the Books. Uh Hit the Books, the Hit the Books podcast. That is a realistic fantasy booking podcast. I feel like I rarely talked about what that show is to try to you know cross promote and stuff but i'm gonna do it now i guess hit the books realistic fantasy booking what does that mean it's essentially fantasy booking but we're doing it week to week to week to week we are building up to pay-per-views every month every two months or whatever it is and mikey and i sit down and try to make it you know we book the matches book the segment segments we have our own brand we're, we're on smackdown live we essentially represent smackdown live our favorite show but we, you know, want to make sure it's as real as possible because anyone can fantasy book, but not everyone can make it matter and realistic. 
So we want to show, you know, everyone says I can pick up the pen. But let's say, you know what, we'll prove it. Does that pitch entice you? Did it make sense? Find out for yourself by listening to Hit the Books every Friday. We would love that. I mean, we had a TLC pay-per-view special last Sunday, so you can definitely listen to that. Either way, subscribe to the feed to get both of those shows, especially this show, especially Hit the Books. We would appreciate it. So thank you, everyone, again for listening to this week's episode of System Check. Until next time, have a good day. I love you, and please stay elite.